This is a Rooster Teeth production. On the evening of March 13th, 1997, a series of strange lights were seen over the city of Phoenix, Arizona. These were reported by thousands of people and the story became a national phenomenon, prompting theories of certified UFOs and government cover-ups. Today, we dive into one of the most prominent UFO cases in U.S. history, the Phoenix Lights. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to another episode of Red Web. As always, I'm Trevor Collins, joined by Alfredo Diaz. Do you know about the Phoenix Lights, Frey? So uh, there's a handful of things that you said right off the bat yeah, yeah. that intrigued me. One uh, And one of the many things I'm about to list off is one, 1997. 97. So this is recent. Mm-hmm. I'm already, I guess, fairly capable of understanding things. I'm like eight years old at that time. Yeah, um, yeah. Arizona, of course, it's like... They're not going to show up in San Francisco or it's New York. It's always the it's Southwest, o- it's in the desert areas. Always in the desert areas. Yeah. And I I have never heard of this. Really? No, never heard of this. Oh, my God. Not well, at all. I'm so excited that we're covering this because, again, as I said, not even exaggerating, this is one of the biggest U.S. cases in U.S. history. And I, of course, don't remember this myself. I was mm-hmm. freshly turned six around this time. But I do remember looking back on stories of this. Headlines, magazines, there's so many photos and videos covering this event uh, on those luscious VHS cameras that uh, it was really eerie, just really spooky with how many people saw this and how prolific the witnessing or like how I mean, many I'm just picturing were. the movie Signs by M. Night Shyamalan in my head. Not a in bad. In terms of like a, yeah. how the evidence is displayed. Not bad. I almost, mean, another almost. one that comes to mind is uh, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah. So without further ado, I think we should dive into it, but I do want to thank the task force at large. This was something I talked about in in a recent episode in the ad read, so you didn't get to hear this. But as always, I want to thank the task force for their deep involvement with the show. They give us their theories. They support the show with the pins and the merch and everything. But one thing I don't often talk about is the reviews. We, We always engage the reviews at the end, but we are... Steffi, our social media coordinator mm-hmm. for, for the other stuff we do, reached out to me the other day and said, you and Face, which is one of our kind of brother podcasts, exactly, uh, are neck and neck as the number one what? and number two reviewed podcast for Rooster Teeth. Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Not only That's for awesome. the average, but in the volume Whoa. of people reviewing it. So thank you for supporting the show every time you review it, uh, especially if you give it five stars, you know, thank you. Uh, it... it puts us in the algorithm mm-hmm. in a way that helps us surface and find new task force members. And so it is a free way to help. It's just a couple minutes of your time to do so. Yeah. You can do it now on Spotify and Apple. So yeah, thanks yeah. task force. I, I will say though, I mean, that's great news. Uh, there's both the yin and the yang, the duality of life. Uh, I did get a letter, an email mm-hmm. uh, from top of the chain yeah. of uh, task force HQ. It says, uh, shut us down. We don't pull in another Dang. another uh, thirty high star reviews. Shutting the whole <laughs> Dang, the 30? whole the oh. whole office getting shut down. Dang. So well, thank you for the, tuning the, into what could be the great finale. <laughs> the department web is hanging on a very <laughs> thin thread right now. There you go, and red thread. Be, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep it on point, <laughs> and it could fall out and bottom out at any moment. Yeah. Well, again, thank, thank you all you. so much. 
But without further ado, as I mentioned before, I want to dive right into this case because there's so much cool stuff to dissect. So this incident, as it were, is broken into two distinct events. Some would argue three, some would argue one, but we're going to go with the two event kind of angle on mm -hmm. the Phoenix Lights. So I'm going to break down the first one for you. And remember, these all happen in a very tight time window. We're talking about 7.55 p.m. is when this first kicked off, but I'll, I'll walk you through everything. So March 13th, 1997, 7.55 p.m. in Mountain Standard Time. We're looking at Henderson, Nevada. The earliest sighting from a former pilot who saw something strange that night and described it as a V-shaped object overhead with six lights moving from the northwest. In 2008, an in-depth report of this very sighting, this event, was made to the National UFO Reporting Center, which I'm going to call New Force moving forward. They described this sighting, this V-shaped object, as larger than any aircraft they'd ever seen. Ooh. So not so. To keep it brief, V-shaped six lights bigger right. than any known aircraft at the time. So a handful of things here that surprise me and make me happy. One, the thing that surprises me, there's a we have a U.S. like a so UFO let me break that part down. Like task force, like yeah, this is like an official like government issued. It sounds light. very official. But this nonprofit organization was founded in 1974 oh, in the United okay. States. I think it's up in Washington State. Oh, okay. They investigate UFO sightings and or alien contact. Right. They do a very thorough job, and they've explored many different stories, but they are not an official mm -hmm. U.S. organization. I yeah. was about to be like, how did I not know? The right. Way? Look, it's cool I'm name. sure there's an a department that's hidden from us. Right. right? Sure. God, I've been, I've been on the show for too long. Like, the conspiracies are flowing mm, out of me. Conspiracies are truth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and two, I, I kind of like the fact that um, almost immediately, it's like we see something, there is kind of like a department that's being like that's like self-efficient funded etc and they're coming through and saying that like there is no aircraft that kind of like fits this description mm -hmm. granted they could be like testing something right and you just don't know yes um, but that's kind of obviously like in more of my head's at it's like uh they're probably just testing, like the government's testing, like an aircraft or something right. like that. And that, and that um, has happened. I mean, yeah, it has. That is a popular theory, and we're not going to explore that theory as much, but other sightings certainly center around a lot of the stealth aircraft that was tested at U.S. Edwards Air Force Base over in Nevada, in uh, roughly the near area. The oh, so that's... Area 51 I mean, is part of Edwards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where so they it's would not like test. on the other side of the country. Correct. So it's Ooh, nearby. So what, you're on to something. Okay, all right. So... In the evening, we got this V-shaped flying object, huge, six lights on it. Now at 8.16 p.m., a retired police officer in Paulden, Arizona, reported five lights headed south. Now this is something that you're going to notice is that some people saw six and some people saw five. But lo and behold, many people saw whatever it was. Now, this was one of the first of many phone calls that New Force would receive that night. Now, New Force, media outlets, police and fire departments, and as well as Luke Air Force Base in Phoenix, all started to receive a flood of calls with varying reports just like this. I love this. Yeah. If this is probably, I can only think of just this mystery where we have a situation where there's something mysterious happening. Mm -hmm. And like maybe one person saw it, maybe one like this right. or that. This is like you've got hundreds of people oh, yeah. that are just like calling in. I'm seeing something. What is that? That's cool. So in my head, like I'm already cementing the fact that like this thing exists. Whatever the, it is, it, it's there. Right. Whether yes. it be 
from Earth, not on Earth, whatever you want to believe, this thing exists, mm-hmm. this happened. I mean, it'd be too, like, random to just think, like, all these, all, all these people got right. together and decided to, like, like get get on board with this prank or something like that. This would but, be a uh, very widespread I prank. I love this. Yeah. So, so much of this right now that I love, because, you know, we, like, we oh, like the tangible we've stuff. Barely we barely gotten into yeah, it, too. Okay. okay. Yeah, so this would be a phenomenal case of shared hysteria or shared illusion or or a prank if it was that. So I stand to agree with you that this something is there. Yeah, something. It is yeah. being reported across a wide area of the country. Now, very quickly, as of 8.17 p.m., one minute later, they received the first wave of reports. These were coming from people in Prescott, Arizona, which is, for those who know this, this area, it's northwest of Phoenix, yet southeast of Henderson, just to give you a kind of a rough idea. And one individual from Prescott told Newforce, quote, we observed five yellow-white lights in a V formation moving slowly from the northwest across the sky to the northeast, then turn almost due south and continue until out of sight. The point of the V was in the direction of movement. Basically saying it flies like a flock of birds. And this is bigger than any aircraft. It's estimated to be like larger. bigger than any known aircraft. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that. See, that makes it hard to. Because I'm thinking in my head, what if someone's just pranking a bunch of people? Mm-hmm. But you're telling me like you engineered something that that like, big, that big, yeah. right? That like, uh, you know, some of the U.S.'s top engineers have yet to really like do or push or etc. Huh, okay. To give you another interesting idea of the size of this thing, let's talk about a group of friends who was driving to Prescott when they reported their sighting to New Force as, quote, a very large cluster of lights. And this was around 8.20 p.m. They parked their car and they watched it move over them. One of the group members actually had some aviation experience and they claimed, and this was a very rough way to figure out the size of this object, but they held out their fist in front of them. And obviously this all depends on how far out and the size of their hand and everything. But they held out their fist and blocked it in the sky. And it was so large they could still see like the item around their hand, right? Right. If you see a plane, even a 747 Mm -hmm. up in the sky, even if it's about to land, hold out your hand in a fist shape, you'll probably block the whole thing. So we don't know the altitude we're working with. So there's a lot of unknowns here. There's a lot of factors here. Mm -hmm. We don't know how big or small the hand is. You know what? We could have another baby hands on our hands. We could have some tiny hands. Dang, you can hold a lot of those baby hands. <laughs> Plush coming soon. <laughs> but yeah, so this is this is only just unfolding. Oh man, I'm so eager to tell you about more. So here we go. 8.45 p.m. that night, the lights were seen in Tucson, Arizona, indicating that they were now moving southeast. Here's where it gets really interesting. And I know we joke a lot about being the number one movie podcast about mysteries. Well, enter actor Kurt Russell. What? Yeah. One of the many reports that night actually came from Kurt Russell himself, who saw six bright moving lights while flying a private plane. Yeah. What? So Kurt Russell recently gave this story on the BBC, and I'll kind of sum up what he was saying. So Mm -hmm. he was flying a plane. He was on his way to see his girlfriend. He was traveling. He was flying a plane? He was flying. He was flying I believe so. He was the one flying. What the hell? If nothing else, he was at least in the passenger seat. Either right. way, it doesn't matter. He was with his son and he was off to see cool. his girlfriend at the time. And when they were on approach, he looks over the airport and he says in his words, he saw an absolute uniform. There was a V shape of six bright lights 
You're gonna say absolute unit. Like, there was an absolute <laughs> unit. This is the thickest. This is UFO. the thickest alien. <laughs> <laughs> but his son, so he's just kind of looking at this in awe, just yeah. natural awe. And his son Oliver reached out and said, "Pa, what are those lights?" And then he kind of came to, and he realized, "Oh, that's I have no idea what that is. What is that? That that must be such." A crazy experience. Yeah. I imagine he was the one flying because he was the one who called it in. And per his story, now I know we talked about an, a different pilot in Nevada mm -hmm. reporting this, but per his story, this cemented him as the first pilot to report the sightings of this V-shaped formation. Very interesting. Oh. That he was like, to have somebody of this kind that's, of stature. cool. Like, well known. Yeah. Even, yeah. even cooler, our uh, guest, Kurt Russell, is here with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming in, Kurt. Christian, you did you not get him? No, I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh my to. god, he didn't he book drop him. the ball. You didn't this is me. this is why we're on our last thread, bro. <laughs> this is dude, this is why this is top, the finale. This is why I like, wasn't here. Not last happy. Week. This is yeah. the series yeah. finale. Okay. Unless Jonathan Redweb is coming down on us this for is, this one. Like I, I, we're sending message. You didn't book him. I can't even believe right. it. Well, I can just leave now if you want. Well, no, it's okay. You might as well stay. Okay. We need someone to go out first. We need someone to do <laughs> But yeah, coming back to the reports, many of them, let's kind of wrap up this kind of first sighting. Mm -hmm. Many of them described seeing this very large V-shaped object, and a lot of them focused on five lights, but again, some said six. And they claimed not only did they see these lights, but as it flew by, whatever entity held these lights, yeah that between these lights, the stars were blocked out. So it would be this pitch black shape in the sky with these periphery lights. Dana Valentine of Phoenix told USA Today, quote, we could see the outline of a mass behind the lights, but you couldn't actually see the mass itself. It was so dark, it kind of blended into the night sky. Damn. Others claimed that they actually saw the orbs moving together in a V-shaped formation as if the orbs themselves oh. were different individual vessels Dude, flying in a V-shaped formation. Tiny ass aliens. <laughs> Maybe, or very high up. <laughs> I have no idea. But eerily, every single one of the witnesses of these lights claimed that despite its size, the object in the sky moved with complete silence. I can't even imagine. Like, you can hear a plane way up at altitude. Yeah. Imagine seeing something that is larger than you've ever seen in the sky. In fact, some people, such as witness Sue Watson, described the size of this thing like seeing your local shopping mall fly overhead. So imagine seeing something of that size. That, and just completely silent. Completely silent and actively moving and turning sometimes. Others described it as the size of three football fields long, but again, with it being so high up at right. altitude, it's it's really hard to tell just truly how big it is. What if it crashed and that's the technology oh. and that's the technology that we have for in, iPhones, in like our Prius. But like, you got to think that uh, say like any type of alien technology yeah. like crash and lands, like we like the government's gonna try and dissect it, and that'll eventually like trickle down. It'll go like trickle down from like uh, the lab to the military obviously first so and, that's what and, Reagan and, was and on then, about and they keep moving and alien trickle down yeah this the alien trickle down hey that's I mean that's true though like I know US government whatever entities are out there actively researching th this as a possibility yeah not only just with this story but with many others mm -hmm. so I mean I don't know part of me is definitely like ah we're cool ingenious people right, right. there's a lot of clever folks out there inventing stuff 
but it also really tickles my my brain to think like maybe we're just reverse engineering everything some transformer situation it, that's that's exactly what i'm getting at mm-hmm. with, with with that same thought process like imagine if you were just like this there's like aliens out there that were just these high superior like super intelligent beings mm-hmm. theoretically like they could chuck something onto earth for us to find and then just sit back and watch as we try to reverse engineer it and if we did somehow it could be just like world changing technology this right? man is scratching at the 2001 space odyssey story that we <laughs> oh is that, what, is that what it was <laughs> i mean a little bit not not as dis- as directly as you're saying but yeah i mean that's kind of the idea an ancient civilization left behind like some... it sounds so complex but at the same time it's it's quite simple it is beautifully simple you're just in a way yeah like if we had the like you know because oh I don't okay. know if it's the air conditioning or what, but that just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> That's All right. Let's talk about the second event. Now, this mm-hmm. happened the very same night and wasn't much further in time after this. These aliens are joyriding like it's no They're thing. kicking it around. This, I can't believe I've never heard about this. I know. I'm, that's why I love people this just show. See, like, it's like one or two people that see a sighting. This is like so many people have seen it yeah. and they're just cruising around for like an hour. Absolutely. Okay. That's my favorite part about this show, by the way, is I get to indulge in the things that I research on my own on my own time. Yeah. And then share them with an audience, the task force, but also mm-hmm. with you, like some of these things I'm like, oh, these are colloquial, right? These are household right. items, right? No, but I have like, no idea. For you to go, oh my God, I've never heard of this is, oh, love that. So the second event was following the reports of the moving V-shaped of lights. The second event was uh, different reports that occurred around 10 p.m., specifically in Phoenix. Now, unlike the first one, this was something that witnesses saw hovering over the city they saw lights static over the city oh damn there you go yeah now i do want to say as i mentioned at the top the timeline here is a little hazy because of the two events are mostly reported by witnesses there's not a lot of other like radar reports and things of that nature so it's all visible and it's all reported times and that's where you can really start to get into an argument over are these three separate events are these two are they one Mm -hmm. etc but most people refer to them as two, just given the hour gap between. Right. So again, over Phoenix in particular, a little bit further away from the uh, the initiating sightings, and now the lights are static. And at this time, there were more lights, possibly upwards of nine, as witnesses were saying. Those who were below these lights claimed that they stretched as wide as what felt like a mile altogether. And if Jesus. you if it was static and you were kind of driving across the city, you might be able to be like, I'm under it now, drive a mile, I'm still under it. Yeah. So something big is either really low. That's what? Or extraordinarily high up and very big. I'm right now my brain's at this point is like, this this isn't this is an alien. How I mean, is this anything that we've created? Mm, I'm very interested to get mm-hmm. into the theories when we get there eventually, because just like, how do you even explain this at all? Like uh, I it's don't know, that man. Big. I'm kind of struggling to like. This isn't some light in the sky, like yeah. blurry camera situation. Like there are actively photos, videos of this. See, thousands, I'm a, and, and I'm a, thousands of eyewitnesses. I'm a skeptic, and so I'm really struggling right now to find any reason. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so intrigued about the theory. I'm struggling to find anything to be like this is this thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna refer and fall back to, um, like. Um, some kind of like aircraft technology that wasn't released. It, that's big, dude. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't get only more confusing. Okay. 
So let's talk about one of the Phoenix witnesses for this particular event. There was a truck driver named Bill Grainer who reported his experience. And he also talked about his previous existing skepticism, as you're talking about, when he reported this to USA Today. So I'm going to quote him here. These are all his words. He said, quote, I'll never be the same. Before this, if anybody had told me they saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the tooth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view and I may just be a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. And I think that that quote kind of properly encapsulates oh, in that moment what you're feeling exactly now. Exactly what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say don't belong here. I mean, like, come hang out. Sure. Maybe. But Maybe. May, we don't know. Yeah. Dude, oof. This happened in, in, in signs, but like right now, boom, we got reports on our phones that there's like some type of like figure in, in the sky across the earth. Uh -huh. And then just like signs. And then they're popping up in different cities. What would, what would you, would you be scared? Would you be? I would be, I don't know how I would feel. It would be so complex. I would be right? both excited and terrified to the utmost extent that I could feel. Yeah. And so it would be that hyper fight or flight in that moment. And this is where I think we need to go. We need to start digging a hole, making a red web task force shelter, and we're going to start selling tickets. <laughs> you want to, you want to make it past well, the alien apocalypse. That's where they pull out their phones. Check what review score they gave it. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. Just lock down the reviews. <laughs> hey, that might save us. You know, I scoop a couple of tickets, some plus ones up to Jonathan Redweb. He yeah. might be like, you know you what? Know Maybe what? keep the show around a little longer. <laughs> you know, get some like. These, uh, this is just a scam, but I'm gonna bribe him with it. I'd be absolutely terrified. Yeah, dude. I if they're I don't popping know. up in different places of the city, I would think that's some type of military strategy. Whew. I, uh, I'm trying to actively put myself in that mindset now just to feel what I would, and it's complex. And, and, and you just, so many emotions you don't even think of like this, this, it would just change the way we see the world. Oh yeah. Completely. Oh yeah. It just, oh man. We're already a speck of dust in this yep. cosmic unknowingness, but like this endless space, but yeah, say that doesn't just happen no more. You know, that's crazy. Could it truly could is the, is the spooky thing. But, um, but coming back to Bill Grainer for a second, he saw two lights and he said he saw F-16 Air Force planes flying over Luke Air Force Base. He claimed he also saw one orb follow one of the planes before it then disappeared. Oh, that's the first time we kind of heard about the orb splitting off. Mm-hmm. Orb splitting off, yeah. but also F-16s being scrambled. Now, this is where we do start to get a little bit more confused as, and this is where we got to strap on our tinfoil hats, right? as the potential misinformation campaign starts to come out after all these witnesses come forward with their Ooh, stories. Oh, this could be the We're, government mm, mudding the waters. Mm -hmm. I've been on this show for too long. Well, no, I mean, like, it, it could be that. Either way, someone's complicating this situation. Yeah. And it's just a matter of who. But media outlets covered this second event much more than the first one. Or maybe not much more, but certainly more. Just due to the sheer amount of witnesses, right? This was yeah. a static thing above a city that's highly populated and there was way more video evidence of this particular incident rather than the one that was moving around up north are you guys going to show me pictures and videos here's and a picture right here for you it's very dark as it printed out but as always if you're watching on our youtube channel at youtube.com slash redwebpod or twitter.com slash redwebpod and there's just we're going to post the photos the link to the videos you can also search these yourself and there's just hundreds of like people that have seen this thousands of people have yeah, seen like this. that's not a unique photo no there are right dozens that's what I'm saying, of photos like, and videos of that exact same it's just thing. like there's just a ton of people with photos like 
what the hell, bro? Yeah. And what's interesting is we have a video link here on our outline that we can't click because it's on paper. But in that video, it's the problem with the 90s. And this is like a little tangent sidebar because yeah. my childhood was kind of lost to the 90s. We went from film, which is physical, to digital VHS. Yep. And we made the leap a little early. Like iPhone can shoot like 4K60 now, which is mm -hmm. brilliant. But VHS is very muddy. And so that's what kind of like... Right. I mean, it's great that it became consumer grade and people could film everything like this. There are so many films of this, but yeah. they are so degraded just due to the nature of what digital looked like in the 90s. So Yeah, I mean, it's still crazy to, to see this. Also, I'm seeing seven lights. Mm, we have another witness report. Christian, let USA Today know. I'll, I'll, I'll get them seven. on the line. Yeah, I mean, some people were... So another thing about these lights is that some people saw them blinking, flashing, moving... A lot of people saw them stay in this exact pattern, this V-shaped formation that was very uniform and flat, even lines that stayed in that formation. And that's that's what kind of opens up fallacies, right? With false memories, if we're all seeing one thing but yeah. reporting slightly different things, it starts to, you I, know. But the thing is, the core is everyone's seeing this one thing. Yes, uh, yes. And that's, that's what's like so so interesting to me it's like everyone is like on board that like we've seen these lights in a v-shaped formation mm -hmm. in terms of like whether it was twinkling or whatnot it could have been conditions that you were in etc right or, atmospheric or whatever yeah it could have been a number of like, things because stars but, twinkle but we yeah. know that they're not like blinking in an it, well hmm? there's another theory there's another whole mystery out there about various stars that blink in uniform synchronization but i digress huh. yeah that's something that i don't think there's a lot of information on so we haven't covered it yet but mm. Mm. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. This is, there's something here, whatever it is, and a lot of people are seeing it. Now, with regards to the citizens of Phoenix and this second event, it is possible, I do want to say, it is possible that they were primed to see something after potentially hearing reports of the first event, right? However, based on the footage, I struggle to think that they were just seeing things because there are so many videos of this same thing from different angles. How would you falsify all of them? How would yeah, you edit all of them? I like something's there. Something is there. Like whether it was the government that made something and they were testing it out or it was right. aliens, something was there. There's way too many people that saw stuff. So much like actual evidence, whether it be a photo or in video form, like pick and choose. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is one of these mysteries where it's like pick and choose uh what <laughs> like what filter you want your evidence in because we got it yeah i think the only thing that could be up for debate and could prime people to see stuff is the that number of lights we well there's the number of lights <laughs> <laughs> the number of lights is one thing but what lies between the lights is it like this triangle shaped thing or whatever and is there something physically there blocking out the sky it's scary that's you where don't. you could prime yourself you see the lights you don't know what the hell yep. is like behind mm. the lights so we're going to talk about the response that kind of people had to these lights outside of the reports. And mm -hmm. then we'll go into the theories to try to address the two. I mean, there's a lot of theories, but we're going to address the two most prominent as they have a lot of information around them. Hey, what's up, Task Force? You know this moment. This is the opportunity in the episode where I get to speak directly to you about some Red Web news. So... Uh, we have the slanging and banging t-shirt. If you want to represent Red Web out on the street, at school, at work, in the gym, wherever that uh, ends up being for you, it comes out tomorrow. 
Or if you're listening to this in the future, I'll be very specific. It comes out on March 15th of 2022. You may have missed it when it came out if you're listening to this in the far, far future. But hey, if you want to represent Red Web with a little bit of an inside joke, you absolutely can. Store.roosterteeth.com. Plenty of other awesome things as well. Maybe some enamel pins haven't sold out yet. You can check those out. I know we are trying to refresh the task force badge because every time we refresh it, you guys sell it right back out. So we're trying to make sure that there's always something in stock for you. On top of that, we have been reading the reviews. I mean, we've been asking for them a lot. And so we are very grateful that you guys have been making sure that this is one of the top reviewed podcasts that we make at this company. But I've been looking at the reviews and I hear you. Uh, we do a lot of tangential conversations and joking. And I just want you to know while we do love having fun along the way. We will be, and you might feel it in this episode, we're going to go back a little bit on our roots. We're going to balance that storytelling, that eerie tone setting a little bit more with some of those tangential goofs, right? So we're not going to stray too much from the topic too often. We're still going to goof around a little bit. We still are going to be the people that we are, but we are going to make sure that we don't get too far off track. And you know, that happens when you're talking about squonk. It happens with certain specific types of episodes. But again, we hear you. We're going to make sure that we set that tone just right. You know, really deeply unsettle you at the top of the week on Mondays. With that said, I want to talk about some of this week's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. If you're listening to Red Web, you probably enjoy stories of conspiracy theories. What about cults or maybe even scams? Uh, or maybe you'd enjoy learning about the secret worlds like the mafia. You can get all of that and more on The Jordan Harbinger Show. It covers a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with guests that offer an inside look at many of the worlds that most of us don't get to see. The Jordan Harbinger Show brings in experts who have been on the inside, whether it's the mafia or what have you. So I think you should check out the episode on illicit gold smuggling and the dirty money funding it. Very interesting stuff. And he also has an episode on the language of fanaticism. It's a fancy word that I barely got out of my own mouth, but check out the Jordan Harbinger show by going to jordanharbinger.com slash start for some episode recommendations or simply search the Jordan Harbinger show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We've talked about BetterHelp before on Red Web, but right now we're going to discuss the stigmas around mental health. There's so many misconceptions about therapy and who it's for, but therapy is truly for everyone. Learning to accept and move through our emotions is helpful to all humans. Why don't we treat our mental health the same as we treat our physical health? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Once again, this episode of Red Web is sponsored by BetterHelp and Task Force members. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Red Web. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Red Web. And with that said, let's dive right back into the mystery. So before we get to the theories, as I was talking about, let's let's talk about the response to these sightings, because it gets quite interesting with how local government officials treated this. As I mentioned, a lot of people filmed this stuff. Thousands of people witnessed it. And this is kind of where it became known as the Phoenix Lights. But because of this, every local media outlet covered the lights. They had witnesses interviewed, etc. City Councilwoman Frances Barwood asked 
when going to investigate these lights and going to, you know, just a council meeting, ask the other council members, hey, are we doing anything about this? Are there plans in place? And this is kind of what really can start to bifurcate how you feel uh, about this story. Is this a cover-up or is this serious, right? So she said, quote, I was met by a whole bunch of stares. And later, a city manager told her, quote, she shouldn't have asked that question. Wait, I was met by a whole bunch of... St- right, so blank stares like, hey, are we going to do anything about this? And people just kind of stared at her incredulously, like, are you, like, serious about yeah. this? Yeah. So this is where it starts to go like, okay, on one hand, you have the people that might think this is the beginning of the cover-up. Yeah. And that this person... Uh, Francis Barwood might not be involved in it. And then on the other hand, you might have the very pragmatic folks of the council going, no, this isn't anything. Like, you're silly to lean into this conspiracy, right? Yeah. And that's really, I'm going to give you all the information, but that's where we're going to have to make our own decision because it gets kind of hairy. But yeah, apparently the city manager later on told her, you shouldn't have asked that question. And she was later made fun of by other government officials and local newspaper cartoons, which doesn't seem appropriate. No. But it was what it was. Uh, it's a good smear campaign if you're trying to cover I was, something up. I was up. just about to say, like, it's uh, a good way to try and discredit somebody. Yeah. But because she stepped up on behalf of all these witnesses, she received stories and other sightings from upwards of 700 other witnesses. Almost because she stood up for them and, right. and would actually hear them out. It's like, hey, there's this event. Let's discuss. Yeah. And they were like, what? What event? Yeah. And then, actually, the day after the event, of course, the governor of Arizona is going to be pulled into this and going to be involved. And this was, at the time, it was Fife Symington. And they held a press conference about the Phoenix Lights, claiming to have, quote, found who was responsible. Now, instead, Symington's aide arrived in an alien costume, and they joked about it to the citizens, taking it too seriously, and they kind of made a whole charade about it. Yeah. (laughs) What? This is, I think, to me, like, yes, you're making light of it. You're trying to add some levity. But this, to me, almost fuels the idea that this is a cover-up because what else are you doing other than saying, no, 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 look over here. It seems like a cover-up, but also like a childish way to cover. You're a governor. (laughs) Like, what? I I found the culprit. This is what Five Symington sounded like. I found the culprit. (laughs) Yes, come in. And then it was like his aide going, hi, I'm Paul. (laughs) You know, like in in an alien outfit. I'm like, come on. What? Let's take this seriously. People are actually scared. It just feels like a poorly written skit oh my god yes (laughs) this is actually what happened yes a very bad sketch but yeah that's what happened weird now counter to that information there's an article that came out in usa today from june of 1997 that said that city officials told citizens that they were actually unable to assist in an investigation because it was an air force matter interestingly enough what do you think the air force said they said that the lights were a city issue uh bureaucracy and red tape so yeah they entered a standstill i would have believed them if they said like they didn't do all the goofing around and then they said no but seriously we can't talk about this because it is classified it is an air force issue but then the air force is straight up saying no 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 this is right city. what do you do at that point when then it's like well they're supposed to take care of it well, right no they're supposed to take care of it but hey i mean if it is a classified thing but i mean we had jets that went up and scrambled to look at this thing supposedly right, right? these were eyewitnesses Mm. Um, because the Air Force themselves reported no planes had been flown that night, despite many witnesses saying otherwise, right? 
So this is where it becomes a really big mess, oh, and it only adds man. to the mystery. Oh, yeah, it yeah, only as as always these cover ups, these smokes and mirrors, just they just fuel these things more. Yeah, they do. So, but yeah, before we get into the theories, uh, do you have anything that comes to mind, like that you would think would answer this solidly? And it could just be that they were aliens. How you feel? I, mm, I don't want to say that they were aliens. Okay. Do I think aliens exist? Yes, because we're there's no way like we're the only intelligent life forms in this whole entire universe. Okay, but but I can't say aliens, bro. <laughs> I can't say aliens. Okay, okay, you know that's fair. I'll will give you that. I'll give you I that just, out. I just I'm not getting enough to be able to say aliens. Yeah, but also my brain hurts. I can't. <laughs> I can I can hear the gears churning. I can't like, click, think click, click. of what else it would be. Yeah, it's ah, tough. I'm stuck. There the are, so here's the thing. There are two theories at the forefront, and we're going to discuss those theories because they have the most information around them. Yeah, give me give me the theories. Because otherwise, like I, normally we try to cover as many theories as possible. Yeah. But these have so much information that I, I kind of want to let them stand alone. So let's talk about the first theory, that the lights that people saw that night might have simply been flares. No, what? What do you mean flares? Yeah, like like uh, like, like a like a, I'm raiding like, a tomb. Like the Batman at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. holds it up. I'm the knight. And then like a good movie. Yeah, very good. But yeah, just just the flares of various calibers, bright shining lights. They don't flicker too much, Wait. and they would stay on for quite some time until they faded away. So there's just like five to seven. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I don't these these damn lights. Some people. Some this, maybe six. this is why people are Some confused. Some reports five. Some of us can't show keep me numbers picture straight. Picture was seven. <laughs> show me a picture with seven. What am I supposed I, to do? There are here? pictures. I with counted eight. eight. I pictures counted eight on that seven. You counted eight on that? Let me point them out with my finger. There's like two up at the top corner. <laughs> One, you don't count those. Two, three, oh. four, five, six, seven. Man, eight. if that was like, maybe that's like this a flickering maybe, light bulb. Hey, <laughs> maybe that's an anomaly where it, like it's. Like, I think that might hey, be like the stars. Don't look at my gangly finger. Like maybe that's you know. I mean, like, you have one that is in the formation, but it's, like, eh, it's distant. It's faded. I don't know. It's so faded. But, like, well, here, let, I mean, how I can expand okay, on it. Maybe my, this will help you. A, you know, I'll a expand on, yeah, yeah, let's get in there. All moving in yeah. unison up in the air like that. Uh, well, that is a wrinkle for sure. So here's the thing. There was an anonymous person who went on television to claim that they had been behind the Phoenix Lights two days after the event is when they came forward. They said that they tied flares to balloons and they released them every other minute, right? Every single minute they would throw these balloons up, hence their perfect spacing, and hence they were in the, the same weather conditions, and so they were in a line. I don't know how that gets the V shape, but let's continue. Wait, 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 but yes. wouldn't they just like, I mean, sure, maybe you could tie them. Like the balloons together? Like, so, yeah, so they don't have much slack. But wouldn't they just essentially kind of just like move like they would be all at the whim around? of the yeah. like the wind would be blowing up their their behind. <laughs> you can say ass. <laughs> oh, I guess that. Yeah. I don't know. This is PG thirteen right now. NC seventeen. No. Oh, hey, PG thirteen. Well, I'm just saying these aliens. You know, if, if they start swooping up above me, I'm holding onto a rock, clenched in my butthole. Um, <laughs> I don't understand it, but uh, I'll let it happen. Yeah, no, I mean, you're you're definitely identifying some wrinkles. But let's let's talk about some more information here because in July of 1997, it was revealed that the National Guard had been doing a pilot training program called Operation Snowbird in Phoenix. Now, this is a fact involving planes and whatnot. Captain Eileen Bynes found that on March 13th, the lights Phoenix citizens saw were an instance of this training using flares. 
that these lights were the flares, the aftermath of aircraft dropping them. Between 9.30 p.m. and 10 p.m., slow-falling flares were used and released over Phoenix in the Barry Goldwater Range, or from the Barry Goldwater Range, which is an Air Force base, I believe. But how is that going to move in unison well, remember, horizontally? Remember, the Phoenix lights were static. Yeah, they were static. The first event was the ones that moved, which is still a wrinkle, I agree. But we're talking like kind of more localized to the second event, which was yeah. static. How? I don't know how they were slow falling, but if they like, but apparently it's but a special type of flare. No that one talked about like more, but like the movement that was mm-hmm. described by thousands of witnesses were that it was static or was moving horizontally, right? If you're dropping flares, mm-hmm. how is that even going to be in unison? That's a very good question. When is it going to catch them at different speeds and, and, and different the way they'll, they'll turn and the velocity and everything? It's like it's all going to be out of whack. And and this is exactly and why a lot of people stay anywhere. Right. This is exactly why a lot of people think it's a cover up, the smoke and mirrors. Because on one hand you have people seeing planes, on the other hand you have, oh no no no, those are flares from this pilot exercise. Yeah. And then, then and what, I'll get to it. But then you have the Air Force going, no no no, there's no planes in the area at yeah, all. Yeah. But then why wouldn't you say it, like mm. come out and like because almost immediately and say, or oh, who God, knows what classified they, program they, is yeah, actually exactly. behind it? You know, it's classified. We couldn't tell you guys earlier. But now we can tell you guys. Damn it! Yeah, it's fr- it, it really make is frustrating. I, I can't, I can't get behind the fact that these are flares or balloons. Well, we got really. plenty more to discuss. Okay. So maybe, maybe you'll change your mind, or maybe you'll double down. So, witness Mitch Stanley was looking through his telescope that night when he saw the lights. He claimed that he also saw planes, but nothing more. He's saying I saw the planes, but no flares, no uh, aliens or whatever. I saw these lights in the planes, so they must have been one and the same. However, some believe that it is strange that not even the Air Force knew of this operation despite it being such a large city, right? Like, if you're yeah. dropping flares over the city and doing an oh, exercise like as the farm, National Guard, like, huh? how's the AF not knowing about this? So, again, there's just more and more confusion kind of coming in, and it almost feels, I know, conspiratorial, but it almost feels like that smoke and mirrors cover-up, that the more information and misinformation we throw into the mix, 100%. the harder it is to figure out what's yep. the reality. Now... Wind data from that night does in fact show that in general, the wind currents were blowing to the south, which could explain that southward direction that the lights in the first event kind of had. Remember, they were coming from the northeast, then from the northwest, mostly angling towards the south. But how does this V formation turn? As you were saying, to your point, how does it maintain the formation while turning if it's a bunch of balloons and flares yeah. held together by non-rigid string? Yeah, is someone just like running around on the ground floor? Just la 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 la. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was six to seven kites. Yeah, <laughs> but two of them got tangled and fell. I don't know. I this this just it's so hard. Gets to, my curiosity. It's very running. interesting though. Like flares, and then there's mm-hmm. a whole like official. Um, like training session that was going down right I, I, it just doesn't i don't i don't know man i just don't see how balloons did it in terms of what everyone thousands of people were describing whether it be the static movement or the movement of the actual um, potential craft yeah i don't know yeah well i mean like you many of the people that heard of these flares as kind of the solution very rightly questioned how they would stay in the perfect V formation because in a lot of these videos, a lot of these photos, they are in fact quite See the uniform. V formations in the videos too. Yep. No way. Yep. No, I'm not buying it. Stop trying to sell it to me. So now with that wrinkle in place, 
one thing that does support from the eyewitnesses uh -huh. does support the flare theory is that many witnesses reported that the lights they saw went out one by one rather than falling or flying away. And so that does support the fact that if there are slow falling flares that were hovering in the air, burning for however their time is, an hour, I don't know what a burn time on a flare what is. What the hell is a slow falling flare? Let's look that up, Christian. Is that is something that like, like, do we know about? Is that a factual is thing? That or a is this like what? I would imagine it's like a very light fuel yeah, like that is burning. And so it doesn't fall like a rock, but instead would be lofted oh, okay. ahoy by that the air. That makes more sense. But either way, the My fact brain, that they were burning out yeah. individually. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, All right. I, see, I didn't know about that little tidbit. Yeah, a little okay. tidbit there for you. And yeah. Maybe next time, open up the happy meal before you start complaining <laughs> about the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I made that analogy up on the fly. <laughs> Just from a quick Google. Uh, yeah. Not saying anything about specific flares that are slow falling but there are flare parachutes which are small parachutes, parachutes bro! that have flares connected to them so that as it's being dropped the okay flares, Maybe I, okay because otherwise so you're just saying I, yeah it's one of those anti-gravity flares you know? <laughs> I, bro i was gonna tell you this before you hit me with the yeah. uh, happy meal analogy but i was i was like because you were like oh maybe they're like lightly weighted with like you know fuel or whatever and i yeah, went yeah, oh yeah. that's smarter i thought baby parachutes baby parachutes man <laughs> how many baby parachutes would it take to strap to you to be comfortable to jump out of a plane not enough could you imagine this man falling down with like a hundred inch wide <laughs> parachutes strapped to his back <laughs> they'd get tangled up and then i'd just go splat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah some witnesses came to the table saying I don't know. I saw them burn out one by one, which is kind of flarish. Yeah, but what if they're a plant of witnesses? Mm, now you got your tinfoil hat strapped on tight. You got a belt on yours. Now, furthermore, witnesses described the lights in the second event in particular as stationary, and they claimed to have seen a large object within the lights, right? That's kind of the question I had was, if they are flares, there should be no physical item between all the lights. Yet a lot of people said that whatever was dark and in between all these lights blocked out right, the, the stars sky. And, yeah. and and I've seen drawings of other other kind of stories that match like there's been other V formation patterns but so, so I might be mixing up some of these sketches in my mind but I've seen sketches of what looks like a boomerang I've seen sketches of what looks like a V shape and I've also seen sketches of what looks like a triangle shape so again while it is interesting that people are saying it's blocking out the sky, we do have many eyewitnesses of the same scenario coming up with slightly different looks. And so it draws into question how much you can trust those witnesses, right? Yeah. Unless they're plants. Be plants. <laughs> now, further still, the Air Force did not have an explanation with regards to the lights in the first event. So maybe the second event was in fact flares, but what was the first event? If it was moving and if it wasn't flares, like, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, but to think that, like, they just so happened to run a drill with flares and those flares almost, like, pretty much, like, completely matched some alien craft that came. Like, what are the odds? That's true. And what's interesting, like, too, is that a, a lot of people one. have argued that flares are kind of released routinely in this area because of the Barry Goldwater range. And so under that understanding, if that's true that Phoenix citizens would kind of be familiar with what a flare would look like. Um, mm. So I don't know. Flares are the light of the people. Yes, well said. 
<laughs> He's like, I don't know what I said. I don't know. I, don't know. I blacked <laughs> out there for a second. <laughs> Yo, oh, you let the aliens speak through you as a conduit. Last couple thoughts here on this particular theory. Now, while Operation Snowbird is in fact real, some people are skeptical that this is in fact true for the Phoenix Lights just because of the information that was revealed with regards to Operation Snowbird only came out after this became a public phenomenon and after USA Today reported on it. So it seemed reactionary. So yes, maybe it is real, but is it real in the sense that it was proposed as a real air quotes solution reactionary? Right. Or did this really happen? And, and then the government said, quick, do we have anything that could line up perfectly with this? Right. But that's the thing is we can get trapped very easily by yeah. the what if, could if. Yeah. You just go, thing. wait, didn't that intern talk about some kind of flare protocol? I don't know. The tutorial. cows had some, some terrible gas these last few days. <laughs> the hay that we were feeding them. Mm. And it caused some sort of high altitude illusion, like an aurora borealis <laughs> farts. I don't know. But it is strange that, you know, if there were planes flying above Phoenix or if there were flares or what have you, air traffic controllers would have seen these on the radars. They would have known about this. And we don't hear a lot coming from the air traffic controllers with regards to this. So it only brings more questions to the table. But with that said, let's talk about the next theory. Okay. The fact that the reports from witnesses moved along a path indicate that something was moving in the sky. Yep. And the fact that it was so highly corroborated across so many different towns and people mm -hmm. lead many to believe that this was in fact a genuine UFO sighting. And subsequently, because of this theory, it would then necessitate that all the previous explanations flares or otherwise were simply cover stories for this very real alien encounter or classified aircraft encounter now do i think the air force is flying them all around these united states no. keeping it stealthed i don't know i haven't seen it in these last couple of years but uh maybe give it a few the boeing mega 47 right that's <laughs> true know. it could be something massive <gasps> or shield marvel or those helicopters Carriers. Ballet carriers. Oh my god, bro! It, but it was it silent. Could be, it oh, could be a man. number of things. It could be the monsters swooping down trying to steal the talents of the enemy. Bring them back. What? Are you? Yeah, what's up, Christian? <laughs> no, don't worry about you it. Got I saw the monsters. I saw some funny. Don't disrespect don't the theories. Oh yeah, he was. He's not paying attention <laughs> yeah. to the show. We keep him around as the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as the first one. That's how we know that. Like, <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> I was playing Wordle. That's how. You, yeah. That's how you know it's all falling apart. Yeah. Christian goes first. That's our warning. He's our canary. Now, coming back to the idea that maybe these are two different events, maybe maybe the flares do explain the second event, but a lot of people maintain that regardless of what the second event was, that at least the first event was a genuine UFO encounter by the way it moved and stayed uniform. Air traffic controllers, they're back on the menu. At Sky Harbor Airport, they claimed that they could see the Phoenix lights with their own eyes, but their radars did not show anything abnormal. So again, this is where you either have an otherworldly crafts right. or a stealth craft of some sort yeah like the stealth bomber mm -hmm. exactly actually now this would be much bigger than a, yeah. than a b2 or anything like that but uh 10 years after the event though the governor we previously talked about fife symington he actually revealed that he too had witnessed the phoenix lights despite kind of making a big to do like a big, right. a, a big comedy out of it uh -huh. he too it's like okay uh, I, I, I might have seen him as well. Have, yeah. He also claimed that he attempted to get information from Luke Air Force Base and the National Guard, as well 
as the Department of Public Safety. He went to great lengths, actually, despite his jokes, to try to get information, but none of them, despite his role as the governor, gave him any information. So in response to the claims that the lights were actually flares or an aircraft of some sort, he said this, quote, As a pilot and a former Air Force officer, I can definitely say that this craft did not resemble any man-made object I'd ever seen. Damn. And it was certainly not high-altitude flares because flares don't fly in formation. End quote. I'm saying. So it's... Flares? What does it tell you that the governor now is like, I made fun of it. So here's the thing. Flimsy story. Flimsy story. Flares. It does say that just because someone makes fun of it, could be their natural way to try to ease the minds of citizens rather mm -hmm. than necessarily being a cover-up. Maybe the guy yeah. just genuinely didn't know what was uh, yeah. what these Instead were. Running, like running up and just be like, y'all better buckle up, man. I'm it's freaking about out! about to hit the fan. <laughs> Get ready. That's the wrong way to handle it. So, hey, <laughs> in that sense, yeah, maybe we commend the Everyone. guy on, um, on that. Rise but, up. <laughs> Take to the skies. But Symington himself said in a press conference that he actually felt he had the need to prevent the citizens of Phoenix from panicking. So that's kind of exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah uh, and, and even if he was ordered, I think it still stands to reason that you got to, as a government official, as a leader, try to prevent just right. panic. Just, just that's dangerous. And chaos and jaywalking, the whole everything. Yeah. But what helps support this theory of it being an actual alien is not only the governor coming forward and saying something, okay, but the okay. fact that the U.S. government themselves has publicly acknowledged that they are legitimately investigating UFOs, right? Particularly, as of recent history to today, 144 reports were made public in June of 2021, and they're, they're referred to as Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UAPs, is kind of the term that's taking over UFO. So if you ever hear of UP, UAPs, that's what they are. But yeah, uh, as of recording this last June, a lot of stories and documents and investigations were made public. And that in and of itself, whether they have actual physical evidence or not, right. does lend some credence to this potentially being otherworldly. Well, I just feel like they've got to, you know what I mean? Like, sure, it might be one person in a small closet um, with a very cramped desk investigating it, but you got to have someone that that's out there just going like okay like just in case there's anything real like is it, it could be great like absolutely insane mm -hmm. and then the dude finds something legitimate obviously he bolt kicks the door open starts running down the hallway and then takes the elevator 50 floors up because he's all the way at the bottom paint me a story and then i love this oh yeah then he just starts bolting down the halls tossing papers everywhere shaking people like it's here they're coming <laughs> it's here they're coming, they're coming. <laughs> his hair is all over the place and everything he's like and doc the, brown yeah and then he gets in a very long line and gets a ticket and, <laughs> and wait. the redwood task force storefront <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> yeah because he knows that that's the safest place we're right. gonna be right yeah right. at that point he's given us the five star review. It, well it is a place to be you know, you know he's, he's he's kept us afloat <laughs> you know well to close out this theory and kind of this episode what Damn. remains to be seen with the ufo theory is and there's a lot of debate to this day about it is was this one major single aircraft or were each of these individual orbs these lights were they all individual discrete ufos flying in formation that still has ufos theorists kind of churning their gears a little bit but 
Either way, Dude. aliens are here Dude. under this under this theory. This is this is a cool one. It was a very I'm very happy we're covering this one. Because pretty much like in terms of like evidence and everything, I think I've pretty much gotten everything I could possibly get before being like, bam, there it is. Will Smith's hands up like Right. Gesturing to Alien. Yeah. You know, in its true form. I feel like this is as close as you can get, having so many people spot sightings, videos, yes. photos, etc. I just I just need just just a little I know. something for me to be like aliens. You I know. know. But that's why we're here, because like every time yeah. there's, if there's a little, a little enough, mystery. we get the answer. Mystery, you never know. Actually, what I want to do, just as you kind of give those closing thoughts, and I'm going to ask you kind of like with all things considered. Yeah. What do you think went down? And as you kind of think about that, I want to pull up a video for you to see the Phoenix lights in action. I can't give you an answer to that because I'm sitting here and you're thinking, damn, uh -huh. Fredo, cool, calm, collected. Like brave even. Yeah. yeah. I'm brave heart. But in my mind, it's because <laughs> like, what the hell, bro? Yeah. So I'm showing him right now the the footage oh, or some orders. footage. Uh, I don't know. I just Phoenix gave lights. Um, oh, so I'm showing him now. Dude, come on, man. I've seen Phoenix. this in, in signs. This is. It's eerie, man. Well, they're just standing there. It's no flares. That's very eerie. That is legit signs. The, like, yeah. The, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. movie. These are uh, ho however many like lights you want to call. Okay? Right, a handful right. of lights in a V shape just hovering there. Yeah. What? Well, I do want to say like as. No as one's freaking out right now. No, <laughs> one's, no, no, no one's sitting here going like we just do. What the world is letting this slide? I don't know, man. It's it's weird that like I'm surprised you didn't even know about this. But my favorite part, I think, about this mystery is that so much was so much data was gathered right in the heat of the moment. Because yeah. I was actually reading recently about like a little bit of philosophy and, and logical fallacies and whatnot. And it's funny, scary funny, in fact, just how quickly grown adults, if you will, uh, we like to think that we're mature and we know what's going on, but like yeah. just how quickly we believe our own stories. Even if you tell a direct lie, yeah, minutes later, you start to materialize that as truth in your head. And so the fact that we had people reporting this in the moment, a minute within a minute later, we were getting hundreds of calls and this was being reported just straight from the sources and it was all documented down, makes this so compelling. And yep. I think there are very few UFO events of this caliber with exactly. such broad this has got to be the top of the chain right the icing on the cake kurt russell so, yes he kicked it all off damn what i believe he was the pilot right christian yeah he's a he's a certified pilot that's amazing what that's cool hell? That's so we all cool. sit there and go well, look at oh, him dance just, around in tron but yeah. no <laughs> yeah he was in tron Flynn lives yeah but hey, Task Force, this is where I want to ask you. I know we would like to engage you guys with your theories on everything. And you can hit us up on Twitter. But now that we're on YouTube, as well as RoosterTeeth.com or the Rooster Teeth app, there's a lot of different comments sections that you can hit us up with your theories, chat with each other as to what you think went down here. Is there a theory that we might have missed that you think we should cover in an update? Uh, let us know. Comment below. Or uh, if you're listening in your car, just shout it out the window. I don't know. Uh, let let everyone know about Red Web by screaming. Right. <laughs> There's a madman in the car next to me <laughs> screaming out about aliens. Dude, now I know why. Drop it. Drop <laughs> in the comments whether you think it's a hoax or aliens, or you know what? If you think it's aliens, leave us five stars. If you think it's a hoax, leave us five stars. That's a great way for us you know? to kind of figure out between the two groups mm -hmm. what yeah. you feel. Or if yeah. you're confused, <laughs> click off. 
And then click back on with an answer. <laughs> and then leave us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shut us down, Christian. That's yeah, why we're asking for five joke. stars. Can't ask for that. Oh, okay. We can demand it, though. No. 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 Christian, I can demand just it. just don't get it. It's <laughs> the first out the door. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. As always, really appreciate you. Fredo, I'll see you next Monday back here again for another mystery. I, I hate... I... <laughs> I know it's not it's something but I can't say aliens but it's it's definitely so it's not